0: Today is March 13th. We're around halfway through spring training. Let's talk position battles and let's have some fun this week and make about half of our season predictions. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Guys, Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh pirates and that. My name is Josh, and I am joined, as always, by my brother, Jake. What's up, Jake?
1: I didn't realize just how much of a leprechaun I looked like in green and gold until just now. Hey, we're wearing our green. <laughs> um, St. Patrick's Day is this
0: week, this Friday. My mic feels like it's lower than normally, and I'm like bending over to get to it so there's that um so we're wearing our green because we're redheads and you know obviously have some irish in us so enjoy saint patrick's day everyone coming up Mm -hmm. this friday uh other than that oh you know and the pirates will have their green on too right don't they usually wear at least like the green hats
1: yeah i think so i think they wear the green hats
0: the green hats maybe something else i don't really know i I feel like that's kind of a miss, man. I wish that was a fun, you know, they do the the pink on Mother's Day, the blue on Father's Day. The green would be a slick look. It would. It if, would. If we uh, could have that in season. In March, yeah. Yeah. would be cool if it was in season. Mm-hmm. But, all right, so we have a jam-packed show
1: today. It's going to be awful. You think it's going to be bad? I mean. <laughs> no. no. This is what we do. We like to do these kind of episodes, and
0: we do. So we're we're gonna do. So if you've been following the podcast for the last couple of years now, right? It's been Mm -hmm. two years. No, last year, whatever. Last year was our first year, Mm -hmm. but we did. We made it a point to do like all of our predictions. So technically, we haven't done two years of predictions, right? Right. (laughs) It's not how this thing works. But we've done. (laughs) This this. is our second year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So but, you, we, but we did a bunch of predictions for like postseason and that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we just like to do this stuff. It's fun. It's a good conversation starter. We want to hear feedback from you guys on where you guys are with everything. And so that's why I think that's one of the reasons why we have a good time with this stuff, but we're going to do some projection stuff for the season. I think that this stuff kind of, um, I don't know for me, it's just a good time. We like to go back and see how wrong we were, which proves a point. At the same time, of like baseball is a sport where you just can't get it right. Mm-hmm. They have to play the games. It's way too difficult. It's way too unpredictable. There's just no way. And you'll see, like we put all the projections in here too. Those projections are always wrong as well. Yeah, you can get close. That's about it. And all the things, all the things have to align. And you kind of say, like, well, if I think this guy's gonna hit 250, but you think he can hit 270. But you also think there's a chance he hits 230. So you land (laughs) at 250 to try to find a way there. You know what I mean? Even though you think it's going to be either 230 or 270. You know? Mm -hmm. Anyway. We're also going to take a look at some position battles. And, um, you know, to me, spring training has been what it's been. And we're going to get into that sort of thing. I think today is that day where it's like a switch, right? Mm-hmm. and it's time to turn it on. We're physically there. Now we're, we're nailing down to the last little bit and it's time to start showing up. If you're yeah. going for one of these position battles. Um, and there's a couple there, there's roster spots there that are up for grabs. And so far I've felt like, yeah, we're just kind of getting right. <laughs> you're running out of time. And, I, but like, that's right. okay. Yeah. But that's okay. Right. I really thought that second base was a position that if I was going for that, I would have came in guns blazing. Oh, yeah. But I've felt like they've just been trying to get right. Now is the time where there's no more of that. Right,
1: right. you got to step up. It's you put gotta, up, you yeah. you got to do it.
0: Put up or shut up here. A couple of things mm-hmm. to cover here. Um, The whole Key Brian Hayes thing this week, I think we're done with it already. We wrote our notes saying he's dealing with left thumb soreness. Hit in the cage today, but he's not playing very much and all that stuff. And then like it was like a couple days after that. He got in the lineup, he hit a home run, he hit, hit another one real hard, and it was kind of like, yeah, we're not worried about this. Dude, I'm going to say it, especially, like I said, up until this point, and even after this point, for a guy like Key Brian, if you have a hangnail, you need to sit a couple games out. This is <laughs> spring training. Yeah, None of it, ma- especially now, it doesn't matter. Put in your work and back behind the scenes. Don't overdo it. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the camp that says, like, you got a headache? Ah, we'll put somebody else in today. Like, there's yeah. just no reason to do it. You know what I mean? There's just no reason. You play through injuries in the regular season. You don't play through a hangnail or a blister in in, in spring training. You just don't do it, in right. my opinion. I wouldn't. No, I agree. Like, I man. wouldn't have any of my players playing through it, whether you wanted to play or not. You have a blister? Get it right. You're not mm-hmm. going to go out there and play with a blister and then compensate and do something stupid. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying, yep. or not even something stupid, but have an accident. Let's say that. So, Harleen Garcia, we've got the news there. Looks like he's looking at like four to six weeks. He can't even grip a baseball. That's going to bring a whole slew of questions to this whole thing, uh, which changes some of our answers today. It doesn't look like he's going to be there on opening day.
1: Yeah, like the scans and stuff are clear, which is just it's just odd. It's just a weird, yeah, weird good thing situation. That's the word.
0: Right. Uh, Luis Ortiz headed to the WBC, added to the Dominican roster. Um, it was kind of stated that like he's not actually taking Garcia's spot. There was more than one spot available, so he was just added to the roster. Like it wasn't a one for one type thing. Yeah. I don't know why that matters that that was stated, but if you hadn't heard that, probably important to hear that. Um, I think that's all we have. So the Key Brian thing for me, man. I know that we talked we t- we've talked a lot about him because of the injury stuff, but until there's more than what we saw right now. Like this is non, I'm not concerned. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously like, it's rightfully. So if you are concerned about it, like you have a reason to be, he's Mm -hmm. not given us a reason to not be concerned. I'm not going to get into it. We have a jam packed show. Do you have it? (laughs) Like, do you have a statement on it or not? Are you just right there?
1: Nah, he's good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, moving on here. What do we got? So Harleen Garcia, we've got that thing. Um, we, oh, we have some um, uh, some guys assigned to minor league camp. Um, earlier this week, it was Lolo Sanchez, Matt Gorski, Henry Davis, Malcolm Nunez, Leover Pagero, which was interesting, Kyle Nicholas, and Jared Jones. I'm not sure why like Leover Pagero was, quote-unquote, assigned to minor league camp. He has to be optioned, which happened on Saturday. So I don't really understand that situation, but whatever. Pirates acquired Mark Mathias Um, who's an infielder with the minor league option left from Texas for a player to be named later. Um, And then Max Kranich added to the 60 day DL, excuse me, 60 day IL um, on that day to make that spot. And then Ricky DeVito um, minor league pitcher, Ricky DeVito was sent um, on Saturday as the player to be named later. So they've already named it. Trade's already done. Mathias, I don't think is here yet. Matthias, Matthias, whatever it is. If I got it wrong, um, I don't have it pulled up right now. But um, either way, Pagueros option. So we're starting to see a little bit of you know movement. Um, also, just because they're assigned to minor league camp doesn't mean we won't see them get a couple abs. You know, what I mean, there's guys that are not non that are not invited to spring training who have gotten at bats. Yeah, I mean, so we
1: we just had Malcolm Nunez get a couple of bats literally the same day. He was. He silent. was,
0: uh, oh yeah, and he was before the game. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so either way, it you know you're gonna see it. It's it's not a thing. Like they can interchange you can all that it.
1: stuff. You could see it. What's that? Not necessarily. Will you? You could.
0: Sure. Yeah, I yeah I think that when you, when it comes to like traveling and stuff, the you know those away games that like Cutch and Reynolds and those guys aren't going to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'll see a bunch yeah. of young guys. Well, we
1: have a split squad
0: coming up, so. Right. So you're going to see some of those guys there too. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, you know, really because of our time, we just hit the 10 minute mark here or close to. And so I, you know, I kind of feel like we probably need to get into a lot of this stuff. Is there anything from this week that you saw, um, Chavez young, you mentioned him before he's playing for great Britain, the best uniforms Mm -hmm. in the WBC, um, bat flips, a a Homer in the ninth and a on Monday night's game and hasn't gotten a hit since I think. But um, I just thought it was interesting because we had, we had yeah, actually yeah. talked about him and I was like, dang it. Did we waste our breath? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Anyway, there's a lot of things to look at. Keller still looks good. Um, you know, there's uh, Nick Gonzalez continues to hit well uh, against the, the competition that he's against. Right. we we might get mm-hmm. into that. Um, Vince Velasquez is surprising everyone right now, but again, I don't know, um, you know, what you're looking at there. Do we have that number?
1: Yeah, I mentioned it to you before we started. I actually haven't got to see him pitch yet.
0: Oh, the one was radio only. Am I right? Right. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to tell there. Um, and it's only been what? It's been three outings for him. Oh, that's right handed relievers. So two outings, five innings. And, yeah, I mean, like, it's been fine, you know what I mean? <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, but it is just two outings, and it is just five innings. And so um, we're gonna, you're going to hear us talk about op qual or OQ or opponent quality, which is the full name. You might hear us bring that up a couple times. Um, basically what that is is it's just a, a quality of opposing pitchers or batters that they're facing. And the way they do that is basically 1 through 10. 10 is played every – Bit of their baseball last year in major league baseball, full-time major leaguer. Um, When you get to eight, you're talking about like a full-time triple-A. Most guys kind of fall in the spring, fall into that like upper seven range. So it's like in between double-A and triple-A. And that's just what they were last year, not what they're going to be this year. You know what I mean? So like you can kind of figure that out. But like Vince Velasquez's his number is about like a 7.8. That's about normal. Mitch Keller and JT Brubaker are 7.7. You know what I mean? But like Johan Oviedo, 8.3. He's faced a little bit better. Roanze, which is only his you know three innings, same sort of thing. Luis Ortiz, 9.2. He's only faced major leaguers, basically. You know what I mean? So in his three innings again. But so you'll hear us use that number a little bit. When you're in the sevens, it's pretty average. Like you're saying, okay, this is, this is a guy... He's doing his thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is what... Because you're going to face... I wonder what some of those are when you look into the season. They don't keep that stat in the season. But I would wonder, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How that translates. But, you know, you're going to hear us bring that up. So, Nick Gonzalez is the reason I bring that up. Vince Velasquez is the reason I bring that up. They're having, well, Vince Velasquez, actually, it's a legit number. But Nick Gonzalez, like, you know, he hasn't faced the same type of pitching that some of these other guys have. So you should see him show up. And he is. So he's doing everything you want him to do. Right. Um. It's not that it's like, oh, yeah, but he's off of guys. No, not off guys are going to be bagging groceries next week. It's not that bad. <laughs> right? That's like getting under five. Right. Yeah. It is literally like if you're facing guys in this, if you're in the sixth range of that, you should be doing damage. He's doing damage. So he's doing everything you want him to do, but it's still not. It's not like he's hitting 375 against Major League pitching. Right. That'd be like he better make the roster opening day. <laughs> if he's doing that. So anyway, I don't know, man. Just kind of going through this week. Like I said, the games aren't a big deal. I, there's just not a lot to say. Um, Key yeah. Bryan's home run was the was kind of the big news there. And, you know, I, I kind of looked at some of these, like, you know, Reynolds, you know, you write down on Thursday, oh, he's 0 for three. His exit velocities were 95, 92, and 101. I'm not really going to complain much about that. You know what I mean? mm mm-hmm. um, But it just kept going with that, too. Like, one for three and a homer. But 100, 101, 95 for, for exit velocities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Kutch hitting 99.6 and 101.5. So, like, you're starting to see him start to hit the ball hard. Um, Mm -hmm. Hayes 92 ground out one Oh six Homer 108 on his double play. Like he's, you know, striking it. So things like that. Um, and then today's game, you know, was what it was. i actually didn't write it down, but it's fine. So let's go ahead and get into all this stuff here. That was my five minute rant on all the games. We're good, right? We're good. We're moving on. We're moving on. Spring training is what spring training is,
1: (laughs) right? You know what, uh, and, and I'm gonna throw this in there. Give me give me one minute. Okay. Let's do and it. Let me just say that spring training was getting so stale for me watching it, watching our guys that are supposed to be playing good, play well, put in our guys that may not be good. I was getting blasted. It, it was starting to just get old. The WBC has been fantastic. That game with Colombia or, or Venezuela and um the Dominica was amazing. The the and Dominica. <laughs> Republic of Dominica. <laughs> you know what I mean? So good. Okay, I'm done. Okay. WBC, I'm a fan. There you go.
0: Um, I have made a, an effort to watch the WBC this year a little bit. Um, and, and I made the comment before that I don't remember watching it. Right? That doesn't mean I haven't. It literally, like, my statement there was that I don't remember. I remember the Adam Jones catch when he robbed Manny Machado. That's the extent of it, really. And it's just because for me, it hasn't been memorable. This whole, like my country thing doesn't do it for me. I don't care. I'd rather represent the pirates. Like, that's just the way I am. Right. It's fine. And so I've been watching a little bit. We're not going to get into how I feel about the pitch clock after watching the WBC (laughs) because it's still, I'm still right in the middle, but uh, (laughs) there was definitely some times where I was like, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um so i already said a little bit in the intro there um when does spring training start to become a cop out for poor for poor performance and and my statement that i made was like that that was kind of today right i kind of Mm -hmm. felt like there was a little bit today where i i did feel that there was a little bit of um and maybe it was just maybe it was part of what you're saying where you you just saw some competitive baseball i watched the usa game i watched the dominican venezuela game and there was a little bit of like come on man like while i was watching the game like can't do that oh, i really wanted you to hit the ball there or you know obviously you know pitch the ball better um so there was a little bit of that today is that just me or am i starting to get to the point where i I'm getting frustrated. and I want to see some guys perform better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's that's part of where I'm at right now. Is I gotta see more from from what we're seeing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying mm-hmm. to pull up. I mean, because I mean, because today was eleven to three, right? And I'm trying to pull this up so that I have it to, to refer to it as we as we go through this. Um, and you just want to see. Like I'm starting to see Brian Reynolds come around. I'm starting mm-hmm. to see him hit the ball hard. He's got home runs and back-to-back days. He switched to a little bit of a heavier bat. We're starting to see people make not just like, oh, I feel good, but starting to make adjustments like that. Starting yeah. to say, how do I feel moving forward? Uh, I thought that like the O'Neal Cruz's approach right now looks much better. We saw Sawinski choke up a little bit with two strikes and still end up hitting the ball out. Um, his approach looks really good right now. Well, we can talk about that because because we both are a little bit different there. Um, And so, you know, I mean, we're moving right into this, right? Um, I really think that this is the time that we need to start seeing people step up. We've got nine straight games in eight days coming up Um, a day off and then the last six games of spring. So we get tomorrow. Technically, there's a day off tomorrow, right? I think there's a think day so, off yeah. day off tomorrow. I got it at the bottom here because I'm going to say this at the end. So yeah, Monday off, split squad Tuesday. So then that's why we get nine games in eight days, um, and then we get another day off and then hit it with six straight games. Or the last yeah last day last six of spring. I don't know if there's a day off in there or not, but um, you should get I you should get an idea here in these next nine games because then those last six games are going to be that like final push. You know what I'm saying? If there yeah. is if it is down, let's just use we're going to get into second base first. Spoiler alert. Let's use <laughs> uh let's use like Castro and Bay since those are the two front runners for second base. Let's say that they both light fire in these 9 games. There's a pretty good chance that those two are going to both be in the lineup in those last 6 games while some of our other guys are going to be playing half a game and coming out to make sure hey, we're good now. Let's just make sure we don't get hurt. Let's stay fresh. And then we're yeah. coming out. So we might see some more, like, complete games by some of, like, like, Cutch or Cruz or Reynolds, but not every game, right? Just right. make sure that we're, that we're doing things right so that we can be well-rested for when the season starts. Because, like we've talked about, April's a gauntlet of games. You know what I mean? A lot of games, not a lot of days off. So, So let's go ahead and move into the second base position because this is the one right now that is that kind of has me fired up because this is a starting position. Mm -hmm. This is not a part-time position. This is not a backup catcher. This is a starting role. You're going to be the guy. And I really believe that second base is going to be the guy because I'm in the camp that thinks that there's a very good possibility. There's three people going for this job. And I think one guy makes it, and the other two get sent down. Possibly. (laughs) It depends on who we think is going to make it. So Castro, um, we talked about this opponent quality, right? He's at a 7.8. These guys are all real close. Marcano's a little bit lower at a 7.0. Bay's at a 7.9. So we're looking at an even matchup right here when it comes to like Bay and Castro. Mm -hmm. They're facing the same guys, essentially. And Castro's in 231, has not walked, so was on bases, 231. <laughs> slugging 385. He does have a homer, but that's his only extra base hit. And it was the grand slam, possibly a little bit of aided by wind. It didn't go over by much. He struck it good, but it was very early. Um, Ten strikeouts in that time. You know what I'm saying? So not necessarily great. He's over, thre- yeah. he's over that 30%. For Jiwan Bay. he's at 158. 200 on base, 158 slugging because he has three singles all spring and he has seven strikeouts to go with it and less at-bats than Castro. Like, his strikeout rate is over 40%, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, he's striking out. Even though the number's less, he's striking out more than Castro is. And Castro really only got to 10 because of today. Because of the two strikeouts today. He really has been you know, much lower than than some of these other guys that that we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about today. Um and then Marcano, just to to put this out there because I don't think it, you know, it should be lost, but 235, but a 350 on base. And it it's he has one double and the other three hits are singles. Um, but he has three walks to throw into it, where Bay only has one and Castro has been walked. Um, and he only has three strikeouts. Like, he only strikes out 15% of the time. And we know that that's Marcano's thing. His hits are not hard hits. He's slapping the ball the other way. He's moving it around. That's his game a little bit. Um, So, just to run the list here, Chris Owings is a possible, like, this is a wild chance for Owings, Maggi, and Gonzalez. Gonzalez performing the best of those three, in my opinion. When you look at the little fire icon on Baseball Savant by Nick Gonzalez, it's like there every game, pretty much. He's hitting the (laughs) ball 97 and better almost every time he gets at the bat, it feels like. And his opponent quality is 6.9. Drew Maggi's is 6.8, and he's hitting 500, right? He's got two home runs. He's got two doubles. He's hitting the ball hard, too. Not not at the rate that Nick Gonzalez is as far as just when you look at just exit velocity, but, like, the results are there, right? And Drew Maggi is, since day one, is playing with that urgency with that dry... Like, he's playing hard. Yeah. And he's doing what you would want him to do against guys who have spent most of their time in double and triple-A. So, Nick Gonzalez has no shot. He's looked good. He hasn't looked... If he was hitting the ball as hard as he was hitting the ball and he had the same results as Drew Maggi, I think you'd be talking like, ah, maybe you add (laughs) this guy to the roster. (laughs) but you don't you see you still see the swing and miss from Nick Gonzalez like you thought you would he's still performing great but he's performing as you expected uh uh unless you think he's a bust he's performing as you expected to see him perform <laughs> right. against the guys he's performing against i'm not saying he's ready for the major leagues yet i'm saying he's close but i think that everything's natural right he's getting sent down um yeah. drew maggie is a whole different story he's 33 years old the major leaguer who's yet to perform or produce a, or show up in a major league game, right? So where are where you at on this? Let's talk about these three guys. Who do you
1: want to bring up? What do you have? Um, what are you seeing? So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's going to end up filtering down to between Castro and Marcano. I think Bay, I, I, I think he's kind of dug himself a, a hole that's probably a little too big to climb out of for spring. Um, I think you're. I think he. You need to send him down. He needs to refine some stuff. He, he needs to at least, at least get back to hitting well. At least to get comfortable again. Because I mean, if he's even now, close what, to what he's but what doing, if he
0: shows up in the next nine games?
1: Yeah, do you erase I
0: mean, what just happened? If you think he was just physically trying to get there, if he makes a change and he shows up in these next nine games. I mean, I, to me, I think that because that switch is is flipped, it, it, you know, if if anybody's believing the same thing I am, if he shows up in these next night I and mean, he's right back in it, if you were to say, what's, what's your weight? What's your weight? If all things are equal, who gets the jobs? If these guys end up equal.
1: Then I don't want to be sitting in the manager meeting. <laughs>
0: no, but I mean, but I think there is a path. I think if all things are equal, I think Castro gets a job. And I think Bay gets sent down. I really believe that. And the only reason I believe that is because Castro, I think that JiHuan Bay is the only of the three who they will not put in a bench role at the major league level. I don't think they do that. I think if Marcano's behind, I think they they feel okay letting him play 25% of the time any given week. You know what I'm saying? I think if if Bay shows up, and he's getting on base, and Castro continues to play the way that he's playing, I think Castro very easily could be a bench role on this team, which I think is maybe his future role is a, is a second, third baseman on this team. Now, I do believe that Castro has starting role in front of him as well. But if you remember to, like I think that Josh Harrison does too, but you remember Josh Harrison played that role. Mm-hmm. I'll take the days off, and I'll go out there and I'll hit you 12 home runs. You know what I mean? But yeah. but it's not, not going to be... You know what I mean? If you've got guys who are there every day at their position, I'll play all three of the others. And yes, I mean shortstop. Because if you if he's just filling in, he's going to be fine there for today. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, there's that whole thing. Where Marcano is the same thing, and I think that he also sprinkles in in the outfield. And um, while Bay can do all that stuff, I just think that his... His potential is to be more often to play more often. His potential is gets him a little more. So, yeah, if he shows up, I think he could still be there. He's just looked lost. Yeah, uh, he, he hasn't not looked
1: great at the plate. Um,
0: he's a contact guy, a lot like Marcano, and he's not making
1: contact. Right, right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I I think. I think Castro ends up taking the. I think he ends up taking the position. Okay. Um, and and I think Marcano probably makes the roster as a bench role.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if things keep playing out this way, and I think that Castro, though, man, I just really, I need to see more from him. They, but much they, they like, talk,
1: go ahead, they're talking a lot. Like he's like he's locked in. He's got this. Okay. I, now I want to see it. I want to see results <laughs> from it. You know what I mean? I, I,
0: I'll tell you one thing. At second base, um, I think defensively they've all been fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I'm worried about defensively. Um, I know, you know, Castro's been the most suspect in the past. I think he's looked fine. He's going to handle the position. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he's going to kill you. You know what I mean? This isn't Josh Van Meter at first base or Cole Tucker in right field, right? You know what right. I'm saying? This is right. like he's he's going to be fine. Um, other than that i mean bay and marcano a little more um they're going to have a little more range so as far as defensively with those two guys you might see a little extra on the defensive side than what you get from castro but i mean the complete opposite on the other side of the ball castro has the ability to hit the ball over the fence more often than the other two and it's not even close right um yeah. i think bay has some pop in his bat marcano has zero and so you have kind of some of that you know what i mean um, I, it is between those three. I don't think Maggi... Maggi could make this team. It's going to be crazy. I think if these three continue to play this way, I think one of them still ekes out as the starter. But Maggi could yeah. could make it on this team as the backup infielder because they know as soon as one of the other two get going, you could also just can Maggi and and make it happen. But to give Maggi that chance... Um, it's a possibility, but this is the biggest one for me that people have to start stepping it up. Yeah. I really, I've really been kind of upset with the way that these three guys have performed uh, while they're trying to win a job. Yep. They really mm-hmm. have been. Um, and, and, and I know that we've had some conversations and that you've, you've kind of told me like, it's frustrating to hear you talk about g <laughs> Bay. <laughs> and I think it's just because like, as far as his ceiling, like he, between him and Marcano, like Marcano has the lowest ceiling of these three. Yeah. And Castro's ceiling is like, I think he could be there this year. He's got power potential. He does not have average potential and he's going to be a fielder that gets the job done. Nothing more than that. Where Bay has the ability to get on base, play good defense at second base. And he's really fast he gives you another element that if you're right about the stolen bases, he's one of those guys. Absolutely. So him coming out here, and he's on the outside looking in. You know what I'm saying? He really yeah. is. And so for him coming in here and and showing up the way he has, man, it's been really frustrating. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's keep moving here because I know that we have so much to do and we are we're already struggling here. Yeah. Um, outfield, we know it's Reynolds. We know we know what Kutch's role is. We know it's a part-time kind of a thing. And we assume Swinski has a job out there. Um, let's tap on Swinski real quick before we go to the rest because I'm saying, yeah, he's there. The choke-up today was a little bit of an adjustment with two strikes, still hit the ball out of the yard. But he's at 278, 391 on base, and 556 slugging. When you're sitting there, yes, his strikeouts are high right now. Uh, but they've they've been going down. We're already seeing that adjustment. But it's clear he's walked four times. The on base is at 391. To me, uh, and and somebody even mentioned this to me on Twitter today that that they think that he's making an honest effort to see more pitches in this spring, and so he's possibly just getting behind more often. That could be it. You've been critical of his strikeouts, rightfully so.
1: Yeah, just you know, especially for me, especially with the shift going away, put the ball in play. There's a there's more holes on the infield for you to sneak the ball through. You know, put the ball in play. Yeah. Make them make a play. Make them be athletic now that they're not going to be right there where you're going to hit the ball every time and and see what happens. And like like you've touched on that his strikeouts have been coming down. I think he's there. I think he's I think he's going to be there day one, you know, starting in center field. Yeah. You think center field?
0: That's actually an interesting thing because I know that they're talking about this and they're doing all this stuff, but like it is it is kind of interesting. Um because I could still see this as they go through. I could still see them showing up opening day and it still being like
1: Reynolds and center and I mean he's oh, played had, he's yeah, played. Center. Had one game, they had one yeah. game where it was Swinski and left and Reynolds and center.
0: I think it might be just the effort to say, let's put Swinsky in center field as much as we possibly can and then I could see them saying, all right, now that we're here, we know what we have. We know it's an option that way. Anytime that Reynolds is not in center, it will be Sawinski in center. And I could see them making the effort to give him as many innings as possible in center. However, there have been some things said about Reynolds, like them intentionally moving Reynolds to left. And so I could see that too. I I've been saying for a long time, he profiles best as a left fielder, so I have no problem with the move. Um I think that he could be a plus left fielder and at center field I think he's league average. I think he has does some things really well, he does other things not well. And to be honest with you, I'd like to see Swinski play right field all the time. But until you have until you have the players that you have. Yeah. You know, we're not putting Cal Mitchell in left field at PNC Park. Right. That can never happen. <laughs> unless it's like three innings because somebody's hurt or (laughs) somebody had to come out of the game anyway. So let's talk about them because we've got Travis Swaggerty. We've got Cal Mitchell. We've got Kane Smith and Jigba. We've got Connor Joe. We've got my goodness. We're still talking about Ryan Valade. He's at 125. Let's not bring him up again. Um, Sounds good to me. (laughs) So Connor Joe, I think no matter what way, if he makes a team, he's going to be a part-time bench player. He's not getting one of these starting positions. Do you agree? Agree. Okay, Kutch will play some in left. He's going to share time with one of these three guys. This is much like the second base, except in right. In, in right field. We yeah. think, yep, um, or whatever, right? Because I'm tell you right now, if it ends up being Travis Swaggerty and he's in right field, I'm gonna be ticked. Just put Swinski in right field when Swaggerty's oh, playing. Yeah. And put Swaggerty. Absolutely. In Just let's 100%. cut that out. Now, if it's one of the other two, let's let them play right field swaggerty his opponent quality is a little bit lower um but he's showing up he's hitting 294 333 he's been really hitting the ball hard his approach has been good i've liked it two home runs that could be part of that facing lesser right Mm -hmm. um and then you know he's 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 walked the once um that's not two walks if you're looking at the notes that i'm looking at because i did write walks twice um (laughs) it is still just one walk um, and only four strikeouts, so he's hitting the ball, he's putting in play, he's done a really good job. Cal Mitchell has faced more, he's got the most at-bats of anybody on the team right now. Um, and he's hitting 261, 292 on base, he's got one double, seven strikeouts. Um, it's been fine. He's not really necessarily hitting the ball that hard, um, but he's been fine, I'll say. He has the most but- experience of the three as well, as far as at the major league level and defensively there was a play even yesterday that i was like or maybe it was today i don't know i was just like come on man like we can't keep this guy needs to buy a first <laughs> base mitt. we can't keep doing this <laughs> the other guy is Kanan smith and jigba who's hitting 263 right now because he you know because of today um but before that i mean he's in the 290s but his on base is still 391 which is part of his game um but they they're all singles you know five singles or whatever but he's walked three times. He has a stolen base, which is, you know, a little bit interesting. Um, of these three, I like Swaggerty the most, but I don't know that, I don't know that he's quite there yet because of the fact that it's that opponent quality thing that they're going to throw in his face.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, I like Swaggerty. I think he's, I think he's had a, a hard hand dealt to him. Sure. And, and, He's showed up this spring, and like you said, the opponent quality's down a little bit, but he showed up and he's been playing, man. He's going out there with intentions and striking the ball hard, and I just I like what I see. Defensively, he's been fine, and and if you
0: have been watching any of these games, it seems this spring it's almost impossible to be fine in the outfield. <laughs> I mean, and that's not just Pirates. I mean, it's both teams. It's the, I mean, it's it's been like that for years. Mm-hmm. Has this year been the worst? Yeah, I think so. But I don't think that's really because the fielders are getting worse. I think that the the wind has been the worst this
1: year. Yeah. Um, and it yeah, moves. Yeah, I mean, you hear the yeah the announcers, the people coming in, the guest speakers, you know, all that stuff. They're all talking about it. It's just been crazy this year.
0: Yeah, it has been, but but not. It's been it's crazy every year, mm-hmm. but it, it, I think there's just been a little bit this year that's moved it more. To, to that side. I don't think it's been a lot like this. Ha- we just forget about it and we'll forget about it by July this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not because we can look back at our tweets, <laughs> but I don't really know. Um, maybe we'll forget about it, but it's been interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the home runs we've seen are how much of that is wind dated. We've hit some home runs recently that I'm thinking like, yeah, it's wind dated to go 4:30, but it still was a home run. Right. But like O'Neill Cruz, first pitch of the game the other day, slaps one the other way. And it's like, oh, it's good to see. Now you hit the ball hard, but that's not gone at PNC park with or without wind. Right. Like, it's just not a home run there. And then, you know, the wind, it's probably not. Is it a double? Yeah, maybe. It depends on where they're playing and you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, who cares? He hit the ball hard. That's a good thing. It's spring training. It doesn't matter if they caught it. You'd be like, he hit the ball hard. It was a good swing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Um, yeah, it's, it's really, that's been an interesting one, but I do see positive things from all three players, which is the complete opposite of what you're looking at at second base. I like the competition in the outfield better than I like what we've seen because people are actually people who have a chance. Travis Swaggerty could have showed up and been like, yeah, then he's just never going to make it on this team. Yeah. Instead, he's forced you to talk about him. Yeah. So uh, that's what I like. Not to mention he's been the best thing defensively that we've seen this spring with a couple of throws that he's made. I said that last week, that was the best mm-hmm. thing I saw a week. It still is like, yeah. unfortunately, well, maybe not Key Brian Hayes coming into the, and in hitting the home run and hitting the other one, 108 miles an hour, just a day after they said he's dealing with a thumb soreness or two days after that was probably the best thing because <laughs> that was like a sigh of relief. Yeah. Um, so we move into backup catcher and then we got to move on. Um, Moving to backup catcher. there's Jason Delay, Tyler Heineman Kevin Plawicki, Andy Rodriguez Andy Rodriguez has no shot of being the backup catcher this year as he shouldn't in my opinion. Um, you know there's there's all the talk about how he's doing and how he's hitting and all that stuff and um, guys, we've been talking about opponent quality. his is 6.2. he's just not facing the same quality pitching. We're talking double A yeah. or lower most of the time with a few at-bats against better guys. Maybe he had success against those better guys. That's why this opponent quality can't be taken as like a thing. Yes, Andy Rodriguez has been doing well. Yes, he will do well. He's only struck out twice. He's hit three doubles. One of them was a little bit of a bizarre situation, but so what? So is one of Rodolfo Castro's, where the wind blew it fair when it looked like it was going to be foul. So (laughs) there's that kind of stuff all over the place. He's definitely the best of all these guys, but when he comes up, he should be the starter. Yeah. I don't want him making this backup job. We know who the starter is. And he won't. He's not. They've already said. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, is we keep writing these tweets about how he should be the opening day starter. And he's just not going to be like, why even why? I don't think he should. He has like three at bats at triple a, I mean, that's, I'm exaggerating maybe, but the point is, is like, no, I, I am in that camp. He should go to AAA. We should make sure that he's hot and then we should bring him up. I don't care about, I don't care about service time. I don't care about the whole opening day, rookie of the year, gain the extra thing. I don't care about any of that, but Andy Rodriguez has more stuff to work on
1: and I think he should go work on it. Yeah. And, and and that's what they want. They want him to start out in AAA and, and work on catching the ball. Like, yeah. I, not, I think there's not actually catching the ball, but you know, being the catcher.
0: Yeah. I think that there's still something there. Uh, but I think he will be here this year and I am positive or I am optimistic about when he gets here, at least at yeah. the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of, Tyler Heinemann has impressed me the most behind the plate. And he has one hit and 12 at bats, and it's not been good. He's faced the best pitchers of the group according to opponent quality. I have no idea who's getting this job. To me, it should be Tyler Heineman, but he's just not showing up. I need you to show up. You're at no 083. I need yeah. Tyler Heineman to do something to take this job because I think defensively, I think he offers us the best thing behind the plate to back him up. You're not getting offense from any of the other guys, from DeLay or Ploiecki. Or whoever else. I mean, th- those are the two guys, right? I mean, yeah. is it going to be anybody else? I mean, could it possibly be Carter Binns? I yeah, don't know. I don't, I don't see it. But... Carter Binns hasn't been facing anybody either, and he's hitting like, what, two for four, two for something? Where's he at? He's not even on here. Why is he not on here? Because he's <laughs> not on the roster, right? So they just don't put him on here. But he's a non-roster invite. So why why does baseball reference not include him on here? Golly. I'm finding it. Is he not even going to show up there? He has at-bats, am I right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I
0: can remember him having at-bats. Here he is, Carter Bins, X. He doesn't have a position, so he doesn't show up. (laughs) Carter Bins is three for six with two walks, two strikeouts. Like, that's not bad, but he's got six at-bats, and he's likely not going to make this thing.
1: Yeah, if they're only throwing him up up to the plate eight times so far... Is They're he not part? considering him.
0: Is he anything that has to do with the future? No. Is he 24 years old? Yes. Can we just give him Kevin Ploiecki's at-bats for this week? I'd love it. Because why are we not looking at him? I mean, whoever gets this job will not last long. Right. They will be DFA'd when Andy gets his opportunity, more than likely, even though he doesn't have to be because Andy's already on the 40-man, right? But... At some point, there's a DFA happening to whoever gets this backup job. Whoever you give this to, you don't plan on him sticking around very long. Yeah, like in the organization, even. So why not? Yeah. Why not Carter Pence? I I don't know. Go ahead and give it to him, and then that way, if somebody gets hurt, I don't know. I'm not saying go ahead and give it to him, right? But give him an opportunity know. to 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 go for it, like six at yeah. bats. I'd like
1: to see. You're not
0: getting anything eight, from
1: Kevin played appearances. Right, he's got two walks. Two walks, eight plate appearances. You've walked him up to home plate eight times. Yeah, why not more?
0: Right, you've sent. I guess you've sent Kevin Plawecki up there ten times, so it's not that much different. But, I yeah, Jason Delay, who's only he's even less. I think if I go back to catcher, I don't know why he's position X. uh, But Jason Delay, six at bats, one walk. So, you know, they're not giving me plate appearances here. So oh, there's plate appearances. Eight plate appearances for delay, ten for Puecki, eleven for Heineman, Hedges with 18, Andy with 15. They're clearly giving the the Lions share of of at bats to those two guys. And at some point you've, you know, you're gonna see uh Andy Rodriguez not
1: get any more. If they're not gonna keep him, you have to figure out who this next guy is. Unless they're unless they're I don't know, maybe maybe they are thinking about him getting the starting job right out of the gate.
0: Andy? I don't know. No, I don't they've already said. They they can say whatever they want. That's true. They could just back off on that. You're right. They're not going to. I don't think so. No, and, they're not you know, going to.
1: I don't, but you just don't know. Hedge is we're, we're not in the meetings. Gosh.
0: We need to we need to keep moving. This is gonna go long today, Jake. Are you surprised? I think our over unders are gonna be quick. <laughs> they're gonna have to be. But we're, we're not explaining. We're pushing though. All right. Let's let's skip the bullpen crap. Okay, I'm just skipping it. There's a Good. bullpen guy up for a job too. Let's do our things. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna start our, pro, our our projections here. Who's your starting second baseman? You go first.
1: I got Castro. All
0: right, I got Castro, and I say that because I don't think anybody else is gonna step up. I think Castro your yeah. starting second baseman. I think that Bay will get a shot this year too, unless Castro really impresses in the next nine days, mm-hmm. because power is his game. He's gonna have to hit some balls hard. Yeah, because that's his game, right? It's been his game since before he made it. Yeah, exit velocity is his game. Fourth, fourth outfielder. outfielder, who do you, or or fourth and fifth? Who who do you got making this team
1: out of spring? Uh, I I do have Swaggerty making the team. Okay, is that is that you stopping there? Um,
0: I, I'll just say I got I got Caden Smith and Jigba and 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 uh, Joe. And Connor yeah, Joe. I mean,
1: I th- I think I think Connor Joe's gonna be there too.
0: Okay, and I think the reason for that for me is I think that they don't have a problem giving Connor Joe two at bats a week. Yeah, where I think they'll send Cal Mitchell and Swaggerty down. Um, and this is a projection. I actually would like it to be Swaggerty, so I like the fact that you're doing that. Um, but these next nine games are gonna tell us who's getting this. You know I, what I mean? I agree. Yeah. All right. So we are we skipping the bullpen there? Or do, who takes Harleen Garcia's spot? I'm going to say Bednar Crow, Holderman, excuse me, Bednar Crow, Holderman, Underwood, Hernandez, the Rule Five guy, and Chase DeYoung. I'm going to say those are the seven, right? Or those are the six. There's a seventh yeah. guy that gets this job, or maybe an eighth guy if you don't think Oviedo makes the team. But like that other spot was Garcia's. Who do you have making it of the group that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about? <laughs> um, do they like? I'm sorry, because I'm going to jump. Ahead. Do they go get a left-hander to do it? Do they pick from the left-handers that we have in camp, or or Zestrinzny, who's with Canada right now, um, did not pitch in that game today, so <laughs> that was eighteen to eight. Um, but either way, is it one of those guys? Do they go get somebody, or do they say? Garcia's only out for like a week or two of the, of the to start the season. We're not going to go with a lefty.
1: Um, I, I could see basically what you just ended with, but going with a lefty and Zestrizny and just getting what you get out of him until Garcia's back. All
0: right. So you're going Zestrizny. I honestly believe they won't. I think I think they're going to give a shot to Dowry Moretta because he's been good. And I think that they'll like say, that. and they'll say, let's just, let's get through this with, with that limited lefty situation and get Garcia in here. If that Garcia injury extends, they're going to make a move. I think, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be Stephen, Brault, but they're going to make a move because <laughs> they're not, they're not going to go long. They're not going to go right. more than two weeks with one lefty and that lefty being a rule five pick. I think they'll, if it's one of these guys, it's one of these guys. And in that case, I don't know what it looks like. But if Robert Stevenson is not injured, I think that, I mean, like, I think he starts off not there too. So th- I think that dynamic makes a lot of changes as well, because then who else, right? I, I like your pick there. All right. So um, I don't care about the backup catcher. Let's move on. We'll, we'll wait for that. All right. Sorry for the little bit of a break right there, guys. Um, here's what happened. Um, we recorded this thing for about an hour and a half. <laughs> we went a little long.
1: Just a scout.
0: So this is us from after recording all of that and saying that we're going to cut it here. We just, we spent a little more time on this thing than we thought we were going to. Um, I know it's usually not a surprise that we went long. But we are trying to be intentional about your time and the way we use it. So we're not doing this to create some some big drama or whatever, but we are going to keep this recording that we just did. We just sat down and recorded, and we're going to release it for Friday. So um, this is us cutting in to kind of wrap up Monday's episode. I know that we teased that we were doing our predictions and things like that, but we are going to save those for a release on Friday morning. So this is, um, this is where our show will stop this week. Please, uh, make a note, whatever you have to do to, uh, remind yourself to tune in Friday morning, or if you haven't subscribed on things, subscribe to those, get those notifications that pop in and say a new episode has been released. Um, because we will release this, um, uh, this last part that we did all of our projections. We're going to release it on Friday on St. Patrick's day. So we'll actually get to, you know, we said our things here, but we'll actually get to say happy St. Patrick's Day this Friday. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. So we're going to do it in like five minutes from now, but (laughs) 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 we're just going to record a new intro and outro for for Fridays, but we're still going to do it. So anyway, um, yeah, just to bring it up, I'm just going to say it now. Um, This is something that won't be completely rare. I think this year we are going to attempt – at least at the beginning of the year, and hopefully all the way through the year, uh, we're going to attempt to do this. Where we're going to record, um, we're going to have our Monday morning episode. But during the season, we're also going to try to have a, a Friday morning episode so that we can cover the weekend series and the weekday series is a little bit different and a little bit separate. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's I think it's going to be a lot. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Sometimes when we talk on Sundays, the Monday stuff just is irrelevant by then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things that we want to try to avoid this year um, is getting an opportunity to talk about all of the things and not just some of them, um, which we felt like we missed out on a lot last year. Um, re- regular season stuff just moves quicker than that. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, this will give us a little bit more time to, to not go over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. So let's wrap this thing up. Um, what do you uh,
1: What do you have here to close this thing out? Guys, the WBC's been fun, man. Get tune in and watch if you if you're getting tired of watching uh boring, sometimes boring spring training games. Mm. Um, it's 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 competitive, it's playoff atmosphere baseball. Uh Bednar, Bednar picked up the save for team USA the other day. Uh gave up an infield single, but three K's looked good. I mean, it's it's just it's fun. Two things here. Um, generally I, I made a
0: joke about this, but now that we have like five extra minutes, <laughs> I made a joke about this at the beginning. Pitch clock or no? What do you What do you like now? Are you Are you a little bit saying that you missed the pitch clock? No. Okay. No, I,
1: I actually don't, don't. I don't find myself doing that, actually. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I did find a couple times. I was like, pick up the pace a little bit. I still don't like the pitch clock it, as a whole because of yeah. some of the things that go around it, but there was a little bit of, Of pace issues on a couple of the games where i was like come on man Mm. so there there was still there is a little bit of that where i appreciate the attempt to keep pace going um also um the infield single (laughs) because there's no there's no pitch clock Uh, in the wbc there's no shifts and the infield single was the
1: guy was shift restrictions
0: no, I'm saying that in baseball, like we've, oh, yeah, yeah, no shift. Yeah, there are shifts are allowed in WBC. Yeah. And he was playing shallow right field, McNeil was, and he had to go to his right and field a ball. If he would have just been playing the regular second base position, it's probably an out. Yeah. I think. I guess Me you too. could make a case that it was a base hit up the middle, but I don't think so. I think no. it was an out. Um, I guess I had three things. Did Did Bednar strike out the side? Yes. No, he didn't. He has to strike out every batter of the side to strike out the side. That's a big argument. I know a lot of people are on different ends of that. I like that argument. I think you have to strike everyone out. It can't be, I gave up four hits and two runs, but struck three guys out, so I struck out the side. No, you didn't. You stunk. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get that. It's like the immaculate inning. Like you don't get it if you strike three different guys out on three pitches. If you face no. three other guys, you can't. No. It's the same thing to me. I don't know if it's the same thing. I'm not going to die on that hill, but I think in order <laughs> to strike out the side, you got to strike them all three out.
1: I, I'm not. I mean, it's. I'm not going to sit here and argue with people about it. Oh, that's a I'll fun one though. That. Like, nah, I just. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a fun one for me.
0: Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. So then you just uh, will agree with me then. Sure. Monday off (laughs) this week, a split squad, two split squad games on Tuesday, then games every day after that, including an evening game against the Yankees on Thursday. I think everything is televised this week. I guess I don't know about the split squad. I mean, if you have MLB TV, everything is televised, right? So there will be a game feed available if you have the means to get to it uh, this week. But I think everything from here on out is visible in some way. There won't be any more
1: radio-only games. Um, at least I think. I could be very wrong about that. I'm going to make an attempt to get down to... It'll, it'll actually be two pirate games, actually.
0: To get to spring training this year. Spring training, yeah. Yeah, you are going to make late, that attempt.
1: Late uh, so 26th and 27th or 25th and 26th, something like that. Yeah. One okay. at, at Lecom and one at... Uh, Braves facility at Cool Today Park. Yeah,
0: and you know what? There was some conversation on the Pirates fan forum about uh, White Sox fans. Graves was on the Pirates fan forum this week, and they had mentioned about marrying into uh, being a White Sox fan, and so they're they're kind of like sharing time and then things like that. You have married into a Braves fan, so there's a little bit of um, <clears throat> there's a little bit of that as you guys have heard in in the past. Um, so it's a little similar to that thing
1: where you've, you got to try to make both opening days this year. Yeah. home openers. Yes. Yeah. We're going to try to do it
0: back to back days. You're Mm -hmm. making the trip Atlanta and then up to Pittsburgh, trying to make that happen. That's going to be, you don't forget that stuff. No, you'll talk about that for a long time. That'll be good. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, that's all we have for this week. Please remember to tune in on Friday to hear our prediction episode. Um, I know it's different. I know it's going to be an extra thing, but you know, at least we didn't, you know, crush you with that cuz you guys would have never heard it either way. You would have turned this thing <laughs> it's off. It's shorter. Yeah, it's it'll shorter. be a little bit shorter than this for sure. So all right guys, uh let's go bucks. Let's go bucks.
1: Thanks for listening to my dad and uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannibal coming, and let's go, Bucks.